Welcome to the Soccer Podcast, where we talk soccer in Delaware, soccer in the rest of the world, and everything in between. My name is Sebastian, and this week I'm joined here by Dwayne. Sebastian, first week of outdoor training. Um, first, yeah, first full. Uh, first full week. Yeah, I mean, I guess last week we trained like one well, week. Right? Yeah, so. I guess I guess there's some teams first full weeks. Other teams had sessions canceled yesterday. Yeah. Due true. to inclement weather. Inclement weather. It did rain. And it was cold. We don't want kids to get sick. Safety is our priority. It is. Um, yeah, so we're back. We're back outdoors. We're back training. Uh, really exciting. Uh, we are uh, between three or four different fields, which is great. Uh, gives everybody a lot of space to train on. Everyone gets at least a half a field, which is nice, right? Uh, for the most part. So uh, teams that need a half a field get a get a half a field, which is nice. So Yeah, it'd be nice if some coaches like Dan Simmons <clears throat> gets off the field on time. Um, so that other teams can hop on. Oh, he was trying to he was running late. Yeah, he, he was trying to train to like seven forty-five. Um, <laughs> man, he just yeah. he's got a lot of information. Yeah, he does have a lot of information, but he's got he's got to adhere to the training times and get off the field at the right times. <laughs> um, yeah, so we uh, yeah we're back at training um, last week of scrimmages for with high school soccer as well. With girls, with girls high school soccer. So I had a, I had a, I our first win of the year, or I guess scrimmage win, I guess, unofficial win of the year. Uh, beat Conrad two to one. So that was nice. Here's the fun part, right? So as a, so when you Conrad, become, man, when you become, when you become a high school coach, I hope um, that's never. When you become a high school coach, the interesting, an interesting thing happens. Everyone else starts reaching out to you, asking you for scouting reports on the other teams. So what school reached out to you? It was a school that I had recently played. Cape? Yeah. Ask you about a scouting report on Conrad? Yeah. They play them during the regular season? No, I think they're going to play them in a scrimmage or something like that. It's interesting. So, I, I mean, again, I don't have a problem with it. I think, well, I mean, ultimately, I did the same thing, right? So I I got, I get a little bit of a report on on Conrad. I get ahead of, ahead of my scrimmage because Ursuline had played them. So I talked to Lance. But, and I think, and I guess we all fall con- into it because we all kind of know each other. So it, it helps to do that. But it's interesting that we, we fall into this, like, oh, how do I like, you know, get a little bit of an edge to it, I guess. Um, but just a scrimmage. It is just a scrimmage at the end of the day. It is just a scrimmage. Um, Regular season acceptable. Yeah. Scrimmages. Not, not acceptable for scrimmages. Yeah. Okay. I mean, I feel like for scrimmages, you should be looking at, Teams from last year, who do they have returning? How do they do last year? Teams that are even or, or doing like one of those play days where you play against some varying different levels of competition. Um, yeah, see, I felt like I felt like our preseason was was good. It was we ended up playing the the three of the schools that I thought had good coaching staffs which ultimately is what I wanted to play against. I didn't really care about the like I mean I obviously I cared. I wasn't going to try to go play Padua, but um why not? As, much, as much as i respect justin i was not trying to do that now why not that, that wouldn't that, that doesn't serve a purpose for anybody hey why not i don't think he play. gets anything out of the game and i don't really get anything out go of the play game. go play the they won last year right go play the finalists no he see reached out to got. me too see what they got no i'm good i don't have to play him in the regular season i was trying to play like division two teams run it man run it yeah 100 <laughs> I'm doing yeah 
Uh, I'm gonna stick to the track I, team I'm, all of a sudden. I'm gonna stick to I'm gonna stick to what I know. Um, so yeah, so ultimately I played I wanted to play people that A I knew and B that I knew were gonna look to try to play play good style of soccer, right? So um so I chose three strategic schools based on that. Others had reached out and I said no. Yeah, we won't play everybody. No. I mean you can only have three games or three days. So you don't have that much time. Play a six AM game and a three thirty game. I mean, you could, I guess, do that as well. Um changing changing the high school soccer wave. <laughs> um so um so yeah, so the high school season starts next week. Good luck to all of our Delaware Union players in their respective high school seasons. Yes, one hundred percent. And our coaches. Good luck to everybody. Good luck to all of our coaches. Uh, we have like to, three or four coaches that coach high school girls soccer. Yeah, so soccer Dan, um, interim, 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 interim. Uh, soccer interim. Dan is the technical soccer director of Polytech. Uh, and we have obviously me and Kirsten are at uh, Odessa. We have Mike Peralt at um, Middleton High School. Um, we have uh, Anthony at St. Mark's. And then that's it, I think. Well, Jesse, our, our new goalkeeper coach, he's like helping out like a volunteer at Apo as well. Um, so yeah, we're we're everywhere. And Chad's not volunteering at CR. CR? Don't think so. Uh thought he, thought he was shagging balls or something, equipment I manager. I don't think he is. Um oh, gotcha. Uh no. So so yeah, so it's it's gonna be an interesting start to the, the season. Um we also have our summer camps that launched for Delaware Union, right? So our summer camps are open and ready to go. We also have a lot of people that have started registering for our summer camps, which is good. So uh, June 20th through the 23rd is our first full day camp um, that offers a half day and a full day option. Uh, July 5th through the 8th and August 8th through the 11th. We have our discovery camp on July 5th through the 8th as well. We have our diamonds camp. Uh, July 18th through the 21st. And our for our travel players, we have our goalkeeper finishing camp August 1st through the 4th. Yeah, it sounds like a great time. Get your kids signed up because I need the video footage to make a hype video <laughs> for the 2023 summer camps. There you go. Perfect. I need footage. Our um, footage is... Uh, it's a little outdated. It's like on a VHS tape, man. <laughs> but it's, it's taken... It's been a while. Um, we also have a new program that we're launching. One of the first, one of the three new programs that we're hopefully launching this within the next couple months. So this is the first one. So we are doing a Delaware Union. We're doing a diamond summer select. So our diamonds is our U23 women's team. Um, and we're doing a summer select, uh, for it. So we're also doing, so from 2010 through 2006 players, actually, no, sorry. It's 2012 through 2006. I need to fix that. So 2010, uh, 12 through 2006, players will be allowed to participate in our summer select program. Um, really excited about the opportunities uh, for that. We're going to be training twice a week, uh, right alongside. It's a six-week program. So you get 12 training sessions. You're training either before or during the diamond session with our staff. And we're going to try to play in at least one tournament or some scrimmages against some other UWS teams that are that have uh, 
are going to have some summer teams as well. Yeah, it'd be cool to make a whole day out of, um, you know, summer select and cap it off with a diamonds game at night. Like yeah. Some games during the day. And then maybe even take the, the summer select team on the road. You know, that'd be cool too to take them maybe to uh, Lancaster if they're in our conference again and have some yep. games up there. I think that would be cool to have like just a fun filled day of soccer. See yeah. how many games we can coach in 90 degree weather. <laughs> we better bring a tent, man. That's all I'm saying is we better bring Gotta get one of those fans. Yeah. Like with the one that's like from a football team that they spray water and stuff. Yeah. You gotta get one of those fans. I know Odessa has one. They'll probably let us borrow it. I do not have one of those. I don't know what you're talking about. Got maybe to the got to talk to the athletic director. You maybe have to. Maybe the football team does. I don't have one. Um, all right, perfect. So uh, we got another recording from the convention this time, and this one's really fitting because uh, we are going to be talking to um, Demetrius Papadopoulos, and he is the assistant or director of operations and the tournament director for Hershey Soccer Club. More importantly, he's a 2006 boys PRCL coach. They play our 2006 PRCL boys tomorrow in Hershey. That's right. Party time. Yeah. And then we host them later for a night game. Ooh, nice. So, so interesting. Interesting. Yeah. So we, we talked to him about uh, Hershey soccer club and about what they do and also their tournament and uh, some really exciting stuff. So, We'll listen to that. At some point, the banner will fall. That's fine. And it's okay. It's all right. I'm sure it will. It's fine. <laughs> oh, my God. Even the sound effects. Um, all right. So, Dwayne, I'm sitting I'm sitting at the plane or getting ready to board the plane uh, on uh, on Wednesday. And, uh, of course, there was, like, 30 soccer coaches on this because we were all on the same flight. So, if you lived in that, in our in our area. You had early bird check-in. I did have a really bird check. I mean, we went, that's, yeah. that's why you met the guest, right? I did. I mean, you, you know, you know, if you were in that Section A lifestyle, you know, that's okay. I mean, it's all right. <laughs> I mean, listen, we got a we got a flight we got a flight tomorrow, which at some point soon we have to check in for. By the way, don't forget about that. Um, but yeah, so uh, Demetrius Papadopoulos is here, right? Did I say that correct? Yes. Oh, fantastic! I feel really spot good. on. I feel really good about myself right now. He is the assistant director of coaching and tournament director for Hershey Soccer Club. That's how, correct. How are you? I am great. It's I'm just enjoying the, the cold weather out here in Kansas City. <laughs> Is it colder than Hershey? Uh, yes. It's colder Can than confirm. Hershey. Can confirm. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think we've hit minus eight yet. No. Where we live. No, no, no. All right. So uh, tell us a little bit about uh, Hershey Soccer Club in general. Tell us about the tournaments. Uh, all right. So let's go. Let's take it step by step. Tell us about the club in general. It's a club that we've we've played against before, and so multiple levels to it. Yeah. So the Hershey Soccer Club's been operating for over 30 years. Um, you know, within the town of Hershey, we like to really bill ourselves as a community-based club. We we try to cater to the players from such a young age as four and five, um, and see them all the way through their athletic careers as student athletes. You know, through U18 and 19. So. Um, I have the privilege of being the assistant director of coaching. I'm involved at a m- bunch of different levels. So I actually uh, oversee our rec program. So our rec program has roughly 300 kids uh, between 4 and 18 years old because we don't want to limit anybody you know, playing soccer. Yeah. And then um, our travel program, 
has over 300 kids as well. And so I coach two teams, um, a U15 and a U16 boys team. And luckily enough, my daughter is now playing and she's on our U9 girls team. So oh, awesome. I get to be the parent coach for that one and, and enjoy life as, you know, from that aspect. I can't wait until I get to that point. Yeah, see, I there told you it was going to happen. The banner went. You, you called it. I told you it was going to happen. <laughs> uh, I can't wait to get to that point where my potentially my daughter or my son uh, get to play. They're playing at the recreational level now in our like U3 program. But I can't wait till they potentially play travel soccer so I can just bring my chair and just sit off to the side. And You're coaching. Absolutely. You're 100% I am, I am 100% not coaching. You're 100% <laughs> going to be coaching. You know, everybody says that, and at some point you will coach, and then you might not coach. So I get the privilege. My son is in a rec program. So I'm out at the rec program multiple days a week. I get to watch him, be around him, and then you know I get to transition afterwards and go to my daughter's practice and then my own practices. And you know, there's just too much soccer to even eat or sleep. So hey. got to keep it rolling, right? Make sure you tune into our podcast to talk about nutrition. <laughs> Huh? Being out all, all those hours, you got to properly feed those kids. I know, or yourself. It. Listen, I, I can tell you that as a as a as a as a coach, uh, I don't ever really like it to find time to eat by myself. But like at a tournament, tournament weekends are tough. Um, uh, it's always on the go. You got to be like soccer Dan and pack a lunch. <laughs> yeah, you bring it. Got to bring the cooler. <laughs> got to bring the minivan and pack a lunch. All right, so let's talk about tournaments though, because you guys you guys host multiple tournaments. Yeah, so we uh, started back in 2012 with our August Hershey Cup. Yep. And that one's kind of been our, our mainstay. We've had that one every year, uh, even through COVID. Once once everything kind of opened up, we actually were able to host uh, August Cup that year, which has been fantastic. It's our longest running one. Um, this past year, we hit over 200 teams. Uh, that's a standard for that tournament. And it's, it's a great preseason tournament. We like to bill it as early, you know, second week of August, I believe it is. So that way teams get to kind of jump into the season, kind of get their feet wet, see what they need to start working on before like league play starts. Uh, a few years ago, I want to say it was 2014, is when we decided to do a Memorial Day tournament. And that one has exploded. We, do, we started out with 89 teams our very first year. And uh, at our peak, right before COVID, it was uh, 474. Wow. So, um, and it was always rising every year. So this past year, we, we had a little difficulties just with coming out of COVID. Um, but super strong numbers and we're on track for over 400 teams again this year and then um, because we just love what we do and running ourselves into the ground over the summer you didn't have enough to do no no there's never enough to do so we decided to do a third tournament and that one we actually plopped right in the middle so over Father's Day weekend we have our Hershey Summer Classic that's the one I've been to before Okay. Yeah, that that we, I do remember several uh, yeah. Delaware Union teams yeah, we were, coming yeah, to, we, yeah, we were, um, yeah. and, and that one's been growing ever since. So we started that one. I believe it's been four years ago now. Uh, Twenty seventeen, I think, was our first one, um, and that one we we fell just short. We had one hundred and ninety eight teams this year. I was really pressing to get over two hundred, but <laughs> I really feel this is the year that we're going to break that barrier and just kind of we've been seeing a steady growth in the in our tournament series. And um, you know, I'm, I'm just excited to, to be able to host so many different teams. So we normally have um, anywhere from seven to 850 teams over the course of the three tournaments over maybe a 74 day, 75 day period. So it's, it's a very big sprint, but it's a lot of fun. We typically have uh, state associations from Virginia 
uh, West Virginia, all the way up through Maine. And um, before COVID, we had international teams. We'd get several Canadian teams, and we've actually had the privilege of hosting two teams from Ecuador. Oh, wow, that's awesome. So there, there was a ministry that did uh, an outreach, and they, they somehow came in contact with us, and they brought some teams two different years, actually, several years ago from Ecuador. And it was, a, it was an awesome experience. So we, we like to kind of have this whole Northeast um, State Association um, just to give everybody different teams to play against. That way you're not showing up and playing teams that you always play in your local leagues. Uh, Long Island, they can try to play a lot of different teams. And, you know, we just try to, to, to spread it out. And, and our goal is to, to provide, you know, quality competition but against teams that you're not familiar with as best we can. Yeah, absolutely. And you gotta owe it to that attraction you guys have in Hershey, right? That's, yeah, that's the, why a lot the, of teams the biggest, come down there. The biggest, uh, the biggest attraction we have, I would like to say, is the soccer. But I do know the Hershey Park is a very big draw. Um, we are lucky enough; we do get discounted Hershey Park tickets that we pass on to the play uh, to the teams and players that come in um, at a discounted rate. Yeah. So that way, you're not paying full price to go to the park. And and we are a destination tournament series, and and we. We like to give credence to the soccer on the field so that way there is competition and it's not just to show up um, but also to allow teams to go to the park have that experience you know enjoy the rides make their own candy bars you know see the sights I mean there's so many different things to do in Hershey I mean we partnered with one of the local golf courses they do a soccer golf thing yeah, you know, um, he, he said the word he said the <laughs> word our technical director is there uh, so you know and, and there's just there's so many different things to do in Hershey aside from the park that we've gotten so many teams coming back year after year some players love to go to the park once a year others like to do different things in Hershey and, and they've just enjoyed themselves you know throughout the whole process what's that I think that's interesting because I think from a tournament standpoint right and we were in the middle of uh, or, we're in the middle of uh, the pre or the registration of our futsal tournament that's what I'm trying to say um, and that's a hard part sometimes is like, you know, what do you do in between the games, right? What do you do? And I think you're providing the resources. And that's always been the, the kind of the standout when, we, when we've gone to Hershey was the fact that there are so many options. And you help figure that, like, you, you put that out there, which I think is a strong part for the teams, right? Yeah, I, I, as my role as one of the tournament directors, I really focus um, on, on many aspects of the tournament. But I work exclusively on the schedule. And I really try to, me and another director, we really try to build in time for the coaches to coach as many games as possible. We try to build in you know, time for teams and parents and families to go see the attractions, whether it's Zoo America and just seeing the sights, whether it's Hershey Park or Chocolate World, which you can get in and just gorge yourself on as much chocolate as you can buy. You can make your own candy bar. I mean, there's just so many different things to do. Um, and we really pride ourselves in trying to give teams the best opportunity um, to do that. I can't guarantee that it's always going to happen in a perfect world. Um, there goes the other side of your banner. Uh, but, you know, we do our best, and, and I really take pride in trying to de-conflict coaches as much as possible. Just because, from my experience as a coach coaching two teams, you know, you want to be there for your kids and your players, and, and that's what they're expecting. Um, but just trying to be a little bit realistic and saying, hey, look, it's the stars can't align every single time when there's 450 teams, and yeah. you know we try to keep all our fields within a 25-minute drive. Right, and that, that I do remember that because I had, I think when I went, I went with two teams, and it was, that was one of the things that helped. 
being able to be close by. Um, I think that's also the other part of it, right? So there, there's an investment that goes into it, right? There's an investment that the parents go into from a, their club standpoint, and the club goes into it from a tournament standpoint. So the idea that um, that you know at the youth level at U9. We all want to make sure that, that kids have the ability to play multiple sports and do different things, that this doesn't become a full-time job for them at nine years old. And a big part of that is a tournament can't seem like this giant extravaganza that's time-consuming and also not fun for the parents either, right? And I think oh, that's, absolutely. And we're fully aware that you know a lot of teams, especially when you are involved with travel, I mean, I just got off the phone with a team from Western Ohio uh, earlier today that they're talking about coming out. I mean, that's an eight-hour trip for them in the car. So they're making a, a big time investment and a, a monetary investment, you know, just because it's the, the gas and the food and the travel. And, and so, you know, we try to give them the best experience possible. And, and like I said, we really pride ourselves on our fields and how we set our tournament up and allowing teams to enjoy that experience. And we have found that we get a lot of retention and a lot of repeat customers. Um, you know, and with that, we do have a housing coordinator, Halpern Travel. They're actually right up these escalators behind me. Shout out to uh, Halpern Travel. Shout out to you guys for all the work that you do. But they, um, they, they get in contact with all the clubs that continue to come back because they're, they're already reaching out saying, hey, look, we've got rooms booked for next year. Are you coming? How can we help you? And, and so just that very personal feel from a, a customer service standpoint, you know, because we keep everything in-house. All, uh, all the directors are part of the club. You know, we coach teams or we're board members. And so, you know, we try to keep everything personal. And, you know, my cell phone's out there. I'm not putting it out here for you guys, but, you know, <laughs> catch me afterwards. I'll give it out. Um, but it's out there, and people will call me or text me and email me. And, and I like to try to respond as soon as I can just because I don't want to leave you hanging. And, you know, as we all live lives and we all have our own jobs and games and practices to coach, you know, getting a response so that way you can move forward on your side, that allows us to move forward on our side. Absolutely. All right, where can people find uh, more about Hershey Soccer Club and uh, the tournaments? It, everything is on our website. It's hersheysoccer.org. Um, there's multiple different tabs up top. If you click on our tournaments link, you will see the three different tournaments are listed out, all applicable links, whether it's the hotel link, um, the registration link, our store link to buy Hershey Park tickets. You can see past applied teams, so you can kind of get a you know an idea of the teams that have previously come. You can see the field maps that we used. I mean, everything that you could possibly see is, is on each individual uh, tournament page under our website. And then you just have our About Us, so if, if there's anybody listening that's in the area and is thinking about joining us, please shoot me an email. Shameless plug. <laughs> I mean, you, you gotta you gotta play at Hershey, right? Like, you know, one of the best soccer players on the U.S. national team is from Hershey. Yeah, it was it was really cool. So uh, maybe I can never I can never guarantee, but uh, back in 2017, Christian actually showed up to our tournament and uh, was signing autographs, and we actually stopped games for an hour and a half um, for him to sign as many autographs for the kids as he could and. It was it was hectic. It was fun. It was it was entertaining. You know, he did a little juggling show. He answered questions, and you know, we always hope that you know, whenever he does make a return to Hershey, that you know, maybe he'll pop in. So, it's, it's, it's crazy. You never know if it's going to happen. He stopped the tournament. He stopped the whole tournament. He might be the first player ever to stop a tournament. <laughs> yeah, for a good reason. For a good reason. Hey, hey, yeah, he, good he reason. showed up. He signed autographed, and and he's just a he's an all round well guy, and you know. 
We hope to see him back soon. There you go. I mean, you go. Let's, let's put let's put it out there. Let's Can you get it. him on the podcast? Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's the next question. I know you do a lot. You got a lot of titles, but yeah, can you get him I on the podcast? I got a lot podcast? of titles, but I don't know if I, I don't have that kind of pull. <laughs> well, Demetrius, thank you so much for, for coming on. Today. Oh, we got, we got one more question. Oh, you got one more question? Right, one more question. Three favorite soccer players. Three favorite soccer players. Any era. Any era. Any era. Oh man, um, I won't be I won't be uh, egotistical and say myself. So uh, we'll we'll push past that. You gotta have video evidence to put yourself up there. Um, I would have to say Ronaldinho, um, Pele, and I'm gonna give a shout out to my old coach, and he's gonna hate me for this, but uh, Richard Chinapu was somebody I, I loved watching. He played for the Harrisburg Heat indoor soccer growing up. He was my old coach. Uh, I loved watching him play. I still like watching him play in the men's leagues. Uh, and I even played with him in, in some of the men's leagues. So those were three of my favorite soccer players that I could say, honestly, like I loved watching. There you go. Pele's killing it this weekend. Pele's like <laughs> winning on all the favorite players. I think he's been on like almost every single person. Him or Maradona? Yeah. Maradona, I could see. I could see that. But Ronaldinho is always, oh, yeah. that Ronaldinho was an idol growing, growing up. Yeah. Awesome. Thanks so much for coming on. Sebastian, Dwayne, thank you guys so much. Yeah, absolutely. All right. We're back. Uh, Dwayne, Champions League. What? Hold on, first of all, if you if you're planning to go to Hershey Park, they just went cashless. No cash. No cash. No dollar no bill. No cash. They have five kiosk machines. You got to insert your cash in. You get a Visa debit card out. Interesting. Interesting. Hmm. Yeah. Okay. But yeah, back to the Champions League. Yeah. So um, this is the weird time of the year where the Champions League is in the offered like uh, Europe hasn't gone to daylight savings. So we uh, don't. So we the games are later. So which makes it hard. Daylight savings. Yeah. Well, that's what apparently they're trying to do. So, all right. So uh, four games this week. Um, Atletico Madrid with the. With, I mean, can we call it an upset? Yeah, Atletico Madrid made a couple of Champions League finals. It was probably like ten so years you, ago. So do you but, know? I heard a I heard an interesting stat that you know there are only two coaches. Uh, you know who the two coaches are with the most amount of quarterfinal Champions League appearances? Diego Simeone. Mm-hmm. And are they are they they're coaching now? I'm guessing, right? Yes. And. Real Madrid went through, right? Real Madrid went through. Carlo Ancelotti? Nope. Who's the other guy? Pep. Pep? Oh, with Bayern. Yeah, I'm not thinking. Yeah, with Bayern and Barcelona. Yep. So, yeah, it's it's kind of crazy, right? Sorry, I was thinking with one team. Yeah. Yeah, with one team. Yeah. So, um, so it's kind of cool. That they they would yeah, able I, to do that. I thought it coming has been consistently consistent over the years. Like, yeah, one hundred percent. So they beat uh, Manchester United. So Manchester United's knocked off uh, Benfica, which I think was an upset to beat Ajax. Yeah, Ajax was strong. Through the Ajax stages. was coming through. I mean, they had they had kind of rolled through the the group stage. Yeah. Um, like they rolled. Yeah, they didn't drop a point, did they? No. Yeah, they rolled the group. Stage. One of three teams to not drop a point. It was them, Liverpool, and Chelsea. Yeah. 
Um, yeah, them Liverpool and Chelsea, I think. Yeah. Um, so and then uh, Villarreal pulling off maybe maybe the biggest upset. Um, but not really. March Madness. Obviously, with Juve being not not a hundred percent capacity, you I mean you can kind of say it's still a really big upset because you're knocking off Juve, but uh, it's still a big one. And then Chelsea Kenny Hurts, man. Yeah. I hope that's not news for the U.S. men's national team as they play next week. Yeah, not having Weston McKinney. If Juve's losing without Weston, I hope we're not going to start losing without Weston. He's the baller. No, I think we'll be okay. Um, and then Chelsea uh, beating Lille. So uh, Cinderella story, Lille. Lille's out. So moving on to the quarterfinals, which were just the draw just happened today. So we got Liverpool-Benfica. Um so that's that's happening April fifth, alongside at the same time Manchester City Atletico Madrid. Which so there's two games in this quarterfinals that you're like this could have been the final easily could have mm-hmm. been the final. Uh, Manchester City Atletico Madrid and then Chelsea Real Madrid is the other one, and then Bayern plays Villarreal. Um, which again I think you know Villarreal the good thing is that they're play at home first, so yeah. you know it, could you do the Salzburg. Right? Could you could you pull off a, a really strong result at home, and then get thrashed by Bayern, and then and then basically just try to hang on as much as you possibly can when you go to Germany? Yeah, get thrashed by Bayern. Yeah, so oh, that's like when my uh, indoor team last week scores first on CR, and CR didn't really like that, and came back and just Bayern us. <laughs> We're gonna call it getting Bayerned. It gives me a term, getting Bayerned. Yeah, um, we scored yeah. first, and they were like, "Oh, so so that was exciting." Uh, so it's an exciting, it's an exciting quarterfinals. I'm excited. It's gonna be really fun. Um, we got Americans. We still got Americans in there. Christian's holding on. We do, we do, and we also have Americans in the Europa League. Zach Steffen's holding on. Yeah. Um, Barcelona yesterday beating Galatasaray. I watched. I watched that game. I got to watch. I got. I had some time to watch that game, and um, the last five six minutes was an absolute was chaos. You're playing in Turkey. Turkey is not known to to have the calmest fans in the world, uh-uh. especially now the Galatasaray Stadium. Galatasaray is, uh, has a world record for the loudest stadium in the world. Um, the most flares. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. So they started at one point. Jordi Alba started throwing things back at the fans, and the fans started throwing stuff at him. And it was that's the first time these two teams have ever played each other. Really? Yeah. Hmm. Interesting. I, I thought it was very interesting too, because you figured Galatasaray in their history they would have played each other. This is the first time. Yeah. Um. Well, I mean, Pedri scores a phenomenal goal. Just. Just super class. Comparing Pedri to let they were comparing Pedri to Lionel Messi. They were. And then Aubameyang, Stan Shaw, man, scoring a lot of goals for Barcelona recently. He is. Yeah, he is. Yeah, I mean, hopefully he finds a good form. Um, so Atalanta beating Leverkusen and going through. Um, Rangers lost, but they still went through. Um, so Rangers, Rangers are through. Monaco and uh, Monaco is knocked out by Braga. Uh, Frankfurt and Betis. I watched that game. Frankfurt Frankfurt scored in the 121st minute, right? Every, like it was about to go to PKs 
and Frankfurt scored. So uh, I was watching that, and I was also watching the West Ham Sevilla game. West Ham scoring also in late. Uh, Andrew Yarmolenko scored 112th minute. So I was watching that game. That was fun. And then Leon beating Porto. So Leon's going through. So quarterfinals are set. Uh, West Ham against Leon, Leipzig against Atalanta, because Leipzig obviously went through because Spartak Moscow was knocked out. Yeah. Got that bye um, week. Yeah. Uh, Leipzig plays Atalanta, Frankfurt plays Barca, and then Braga and Rangers play each other. So got Americans there too Tyler Adams and uh, yeah. Serginia Dest. Yep. And then the. Do we have Americans on Frankfurt? Uh, where's where's Richardson? Rich, or Chris Richards? Chris Richards, that's what I mean. Yeah. Uh, on loan, maybe. He's on loan. He's on loan somewhere. I thought he was on loan somewhere in Germany, but I can't remember. Um, yeah, we'll check it out. Marketing analytics department is on it right now. Um, so the stage is also set for the your um, for, <clears throat> excuse me for the go uh, the. Conference League. Um, so Leicester is playing PSV. Marseille is playing um, PAOK. Fenjorn is playing Slavia, Prague. And then Roma is going to play the winner of Bodo versus Glimt. So Chris Richards is not. Or Bodo Glimt. Yeah, Bodo Glimt. At Frankfurt, he's at 1899 Hoffenheim. But we do have an American at Frankfurt. His name happens to be Timmy Chandler. Okay. Former U.S. national team outside back. There you go. Perfect. Good. And that Josie Altador, please don't come back uh, group. <laughs> um, all right. Player of the match. Uh, Dwayne, who's your player of the match? A player of the match is Jose Manuel Contreras. Um, if you don't know who he is, he plays for... Communiciones. Um, I believe they're from Guatemala. Um, they're from Central America. CONCACAF Champions League hit a banger trying to bring... Um, he actually did bring his team level with NYCFC. However, NYCFC goes through on away goals. Um, Comunicaciones. Comunicaciones. Yeah, Communications. Communications, <laughs> I, yeah, that's what I want to say. <laughs> Very, man, if you get a chance to go to like Fox Sports and watch that game, go watch that game. The second half was crazy. Like, that's like what you want to see in like knockout soccer. Like, you want to see the comeback. Team's already up on aggregate. You want to see the comeback. Like, it was awesome. But yeah, go back and watch his goal. You're just like, man, Sean Johnson just looked around and said, I don't know. <laughs> Didn't see it coming. <clears throat> so, um, my player of the match is on the other side of that game. No, your player of the match. I'm going with Tati Castellanos. Ah, uh, goal scorer. Yeah, I mean, like, like he's he is on. He's absolutely on fire right now. Yeah, he has scored in the last couple of games. Um. So he scored. He scored a goal uh, on Tuesday against Comunicaciones. Uh, did not score 
last week against Montreal, but did score again against Comunicaciones the week before. And then um had yeah, so he's been he's been he's been on top form. Um he had yeah, scored. You know God. No, he had scored four, four he had scored two goals in the first leg in the round of sixteen of the CONCAF Champions League as well. You know who else is in good form? And I, and I hate to say this for the Philadelphia Union. Nah, <laughs> you're Corey, Corey Burke. Corey I was Burke. watching the game because I didn't go to the game. Corey Burke. He scores, he's the leading scorer on the team. I'm like, Corey Dude. Berg. Yeah. No, it doesn't matter. April 2nd, he'll stop scoring. I do have another player of the match, actually. I forgot that I wasn't going to mention. Um, my second player of the match goes out to Mario Balotelli. Super Mario is back on the national team for Italy. Oh, yeah, he is. I mean, now, granted, they called up 35 players, so you might get a cut off the list at the last second, but he's on that initial 35 list. Now He's in balling. Now, he's in he Turkey let, now, right? Yeah, he's in Turkey. He just he came. He's on one of the newly promoted teams. In 18 matches, he scored nine goals. Um, now, if you had to guess, if you had to take a guess at how old Mario Balotelli was, He's not old. How how old would you think he was? I mean, he might be 30. 31. Yeah, I was going to say, when he first came out, he was super young. But isn't it crazy that, like, Mario Balotelli is somebody that we've we've heard about for so long, right? Not only that, he's basically have, he's he's basically played in, like, one game at one, one team a year. Yeah. Since he started. I mean, outside of the fact that he played he played for three years at Inter Milan. He played for three years at City. After that, he's been basically bouncing around from club to club every year. And if you don't know who Mario Bellatelli is, go YouTube his uh, penalty kick versus LA Galaxy in the International Champions Cup. <laughs> yeah. And that, that explains Mario Bellatelli. You know what penalty kick I'm talking about? I do. The one we try to ship it. Yeah, no, he tries to like back heel it or something. Like oh, he tries to do yeah. something. Yeah, he tries to do something crazy. Yeah. And then Pellegrini just subs him off right yeah. afterwards. Yeah. So, yeah, Mario Balotelli, one of the most interesting uh, players around. But yeah, he's back in the international, interna- Italy national team. So, all right. On this day, national teams, yeah. US men's national team getting ready for their final qualifying window next week. Next week, yeah, Mexico. We- that's right. We'll talk about that. Yeah, we'll do the full recap next week on the podcast. Maybe we'll get Mike. Maybe next week we can get Mike B on the podcast. Talk about it. Dos acero. Let's uh, let's let's try to schedule that right away. Yeah, we'll. I think we that. try to find a Mexican guest, and if we beat Mexico, we invite them on the podcast and we just make them feel Ro- bad about themselves. Try to roast them. No, <laughs> roast them. No, we can't put, do that. We're a nice. So- pod- We're a nice podcast. <laughs> Where's the soundbite? Dos acero. Get that going. No, that's not. No, just give him this one. Or just yeah. Anytime he talks, just um. No, no, we can't do that. We are not. We're not nice podcast. Um. All right. On this day in soccer history, Dwayne, March eighteenth, twenty ten. Not too long ago. Twelve years ago. Sophomore um, in high school. What? Right now, I was a freshman in high school. Ugh. Yikes. Okay. All right, so um, March 18th, 2010, um, Juve is playing Fulham in the Europa League. 
Follow with Clint Dempsey. So um might have been. Um so Juve had won the first leg three to one. And then the second leg was played on March 18th. Uh quickly go up one nothing. So now the aggregate's four to one. Now important to know Fulham had the away goal in the first leg in Turin. So this mm. is now playing now. This is being played in England. Um so yeah, so Juve had one at home three to one. And then uh so Fulham ends up winning the game four to one for a total aggregate of five four. Um and then so they ended up going to the final that's that year and Atletico Madrid beats Fulham in the Europa League that year. So they were interesting, right? That U- Juve is in the Europa League. Fulham is in the Europa League scene where they are now. It's just interesting because there's two teams you won't see in the Europa League. No, I mean, yeah, Fulham for different reasons. Yeah, Fulham <laughs> for a lot of different reasons than Juve. Yeah, I mean, but also Juve also got knocked out by Villarreal this week. So, yeah, on this day in history, uh, March 18th, 2010. You'll see Fulham in the Europa Conference League before you see him in the Europa League. <laughs> right. Well, they had gotten into the the Europa League that year because they came in seventh in the in the Premier League. I don't know if it's probably like a bunch of tiebreakers, right? Yeah. So Fulham got in. Yeah, Fulham got in because they came in seventh that year. Or the year yeah. before. Yeah, and somebody probably you know, an English team probably won the Champions League. Yeah. So fair play of the week. Fair play of the week. My fair play of the week is going to go out to FIFA, and the and then the European Football Association as well, because uh, they had made the decision to uh, not let Russia participate in the playoff. So, and I guess it's a tough right. So it's obviously there's a, there's a couple of different ways you can look at it. Right, the players don't really have anything to do with the war per se, but the team is funded primarily from the government and obviously those things kind of do tie together back and forth. So, um, so yeah, so I, I'm just, whether, whether you agree with the decision or not, I'm just glad that FIFA made a decision right away and they didn't wait until the game was played or protests and things like that. So, yeah, we give mine the Chelsea football club because they are going through it again. You know, you think about it, they just had that chance for ban where they couldn't spend any money. Now all their credit cards got canceled. Now their credit cards got canceled. Um, they were basically like almost like screwed from playing against Lil until the, the government, the United Kingdom government was like, hey, you guys are a business. You're important to our culture. Like we'll allow you to spend a little bit of money, but you can't live lavishly like you used to. A didn't Harvard didn't Harvard said that he'll pay for himself to get himself to games? Yeah. Like they're gonna be sitting here driving themselves to games very soon. They only had a twenty thousand pound budget to go to Lille and play, All right. which basically equates to flying there, eating lunch, and flying back on the same day. Round trip flight. No, no, no hotels. On a commercial jet. No hotels. Absolutely not. Players got to pay for themselves to go on the on the uh, in the hotel. Pay for your own room. <laughs> and it's like four to a room. <laughs> All of a sudden, Conte standing, staying at like a, ho- a hostel <laughs> by himself. Conte, luckily, he's not super tall, so he can like sleep pretty much anywhere, right? Yeah. 
Rudiger would have issues, right? You got you got Conte sleeping in the bathtub. You know, that, it's just an interesting. So they can't sell. So Chelsea can't sell the jerseys. Pulisic, Pulisic is sleeping on Tim Weah's couch right before the game. Yeah, I mean, you're call, yeah, seriously though. Like, it could get to that point where they're sleeping on couches and crashing. Yeah, like they can't sell jerseys. They can't sell tickets. Um, they can't even remove the sponsorships that the sponsors want off of their jerseys. They can't do any of that stuff, and they're limited to travel funds. Like they're going to be, like, if you live yeah. in the United Kingdom, life is tough, man. You may like, see your favorite Chelsea player riding on the train next to you uh, going <laughs> to a game. Well, I mean, they got the the players have money. Are you paying your own way to go play? I mean, you have money I'm, now. I mean, let's just let's be realistic. If I'm a professional player at Chelsea, I'm probably pretty well known. If I have, if I got enough cash, probably not riding the public transportation. Not because there's anything wrong with public transportation, but probably don't just want to be like risking like people seeing me and then like running. Shell says you're riding private transportation, riding public transportation, <laughs> getting a little bus. Getting a he's, bus. Gonna, he's gonna have a signed seats on the subway. Yeah, I'm getting a bus. Lukaku, everybody's got paid. Everybody's got the bus. bus. Lukaku's got the bus. Everybody's got paid 10 pounds to get on the bus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think yeah, it's tough. They got a bunch of Ubers out there. Until until that uh paycheck stops coming in. Yeah, yeah, no, it's true. You're right. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, don't forget to follow us on social. Oh, wait, did you do your fair play? Oh, you did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Chelsea. Uh, yeah, Chelsea. Um, don't forget to follow us on social media, Facebook.com slash Delreunion on Instagram at Delaware Union Soccer and on Twitter at DE Union Soccer. Thanks for joining us this week. And remember, always receive the ball on your front foot.